There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. We're approaching the end of year one of this uh, podcast adventure and very excited to be joined by three wonderful people who I happened to meet virtually at first. I think it was in May, maybe, or April, not sure when, but who cares, who's counting, and had the pleasure of doing a bunch of virtual team building events with these three folks, as well as a couple in-person events up at Western New England University in Springfield, Massachusetts. We're joined today by Alyssa, Mia, and Anthony from Western New England. Alyssa is the Assistant Director for First Year Student Success. It's a very long title. I think I got it. And both <laughs> both Mia and Anthony uh, have uh, worked with Alyssa as orientation group leaders and peer advisors and they'll definitely tell you more about what those jobs are as we get into the episode but excited to have Alyssa, Mia and Anthony on the Lead with Empower podcast. How the heck are you? How's everybody doing? Alyssa we'll start with you. How are you? Um, I'm great. You know, we're, we're winding down. This is finals week for them and I'm actually on vacation right now. So it's my vacation week. So we made it. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Mia, so finals week, are we, are we in a good spot here? How are we feeling? Um, I would say good spot. I'm about eight pages into a 12 page paper. Still have a 10 page paper, a speech and a presentation to do this week. So a little stressed, but we're going. <laughs> All right, we'll call that. She's in a spot. Maybe not a good yeah. spot, but she's in a spot. Yeah. Awesome. How uh, health-wise, everybody good so far? Mm-hmm. All right. And then Anthony, how are you? We're are going. you in a, a similar situation as me? Are you? Are, what are we? What are we looking at here? You know, maybe not as stressful. That can, that sounds pretty bad to be honest. But <laughs> um, I had a lot of projects and essays due like last week, so I don't have too much. So this is like a good break and like probably the most exciting thing I've done in a little bit. So I'm excited for this. Awesome. Awesome. No, I'm excited to have you on. And um, there were larger groups of PAs and OGLs that I had the pleasure of working with. And, um, you know, and talking with Alyssa over the past couple of weeks, you were two that stuck out to me who um, in our short period of time together, good personalities, a lot of energy. And uh, so excited to have you on as well. We're going to start Anthony. We're going to stay with you. Just tell everybody a little bit about you, where you're from, what you're studying. Um, yeah. And then, and we'll, we're going to put you both under the heater here as well. What, what your plan is come May when graduation happens, your oh, current man. plan that could change. <laughs> so Anthony, you're batting lead off on this one. Go ahead. Have at it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, as Dan uh, introduced, my name is Anthony Gelsamini. Um, I'm from Marlboro, Connecticut. It's like a small town kind of near Hartford. Um, as you said, I'm a peer advisor uh, at Western New England and I've been doing that for what, three years now. So last year as a peer advisor, um, I'm on steering committee. So I work pretty closely with Alyssa um, and the other four members of our committee. Um, 
yeah was there another part you wanted me to answer for that what year are you what are you studying oh, yeah, what yeah, are you gonna yeah. do Got when you, you graduate <laughs> oh geez yeah coming okay. out swinging here right so, yeah so i'm a sen- senior psychology major um what i want to do i mean it's still kind of like i have a plan like i started off with you know in business so now i'm like kind of switching to this whole new part so i'm still kind of you know learning it a little bit but i'm really interested in like like athletic counseling or clinical mental health counseling along those lines. So that's my that's my plan right now, but who knows. Nice. Love it. Love it. And then Mia, same question. Let's uh, same questions. Okay. So my name's Mia Coriglia. I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts, only about an hour from school. Um, I'm a senior double major in creative writing and public relations, which is a very good double major. It's been fun. And I plan on getting my master's degree in higher education administration for the next two years. Um, I applied actually on December 1st to all my grad schools. So I'm a little scared now. Hopefully Anthony and I will go to the same grad school and we can be roommates. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I'll get my PhD after that in higher education as well. But it's just going to take some time. Yes, indeed. That is a heck of a journey. And you're, so you're looking for one of those long titles like Alyssa has. Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, yes. Right basically i want to be Alyssa. <laughs> wow what a segue right there <laughs> and so Alyssa, you um obviously not a student anymore you don't have to share too much about your student experience but uh tell everybody a little bit about your your role at western new england and how long you've been there and that type of stuff yeah so my name like dan said is Alyssa calgary um i have been at western new england working in a work capacity for seven and a half years going on eight. Um, I was an undergrad there too. So I spent four more years on top of that. So originally from Long Island though, you know, I got to stick to those roots. Um, But I've lived in Massachusetts since 2009. So um, loved, love it there. Obviously loved my experience and I love working with students like Mia and Anthony. Um, And that's really what led me to want to, you know, continue my role. I actually started working with sophomore students when I first graduated. So a little different role. And then there was an opportunity for me to um, move into this role and get to go back to my original roots where I was a peer advisor and orientation group leader. So I couldn't pass up that chance to do that. And it's just great working with, you know, 50 student leaders, crazy. Um, And then 15 in the summer. So a little crazy, but they make it very interesting every single day. I would agree with that in my limited experience. It was very interesting to say the least. Um, Mia, tell everybody about, so we've heard peer advisors, we've heard orientation group leaders. Tell everybody a little bit about the orientation group leader responsibility. What goes into that? What are some of your responsibilities? And and, and I guess you can tell us a little bit about why you decided to get involved in, in that position. Mm -hmm. So yeah, to start off, I'll just tell you why I wanted to do it. I loved my orientation group leader. Actually, we are very close friends. Um, We live in the same area. So we are actually friends to this day. And she really helped me feel comfortable at Western New England. Um, I have been wanting to do OGL for so long, but I chose to study abroad over the summer. And I went abroad the summer before that. So this is my last chance. And I was very happy that Alyssa gave me the opportunity to do it. Um, typically the way that orientation works is it's a two day overnight process when there is no COVID, but with COVID, I thought it was more of an in-depth experience because we worked with students the entire summer on a weekly basis, which is very different from just two days. And then that's it. 
Um, we held like trivia nights to give them some fun times to bond with us and to bond with other students. But then we had information sessions regarding housing, health services, life on campus in general. So we're kind of the first connection with students. We wanna help them understand how the school works. Um, it would have been amazing to have them on campus so they feel more comfortable here. But I think all of the OGLs did their best trying to make all the students feel comfortable for when they do arrive on campus. And I think it was really cool having that connection with them, let alone Zoom is a different connection. But I would definitely say, I still see some of the students on campus. Some of them are my advisees and it's still, really cool to have that relationship with them because it was such a long period of time but we are there to have fun and educate them as well awesome awesome and then you know um anthony mia mia touched on that the ogl's position is predominantly yeah. in the summer and then once the school year begins it shifts over to the, the the peer advisors tell us a little bit about the the pa role and why you decided to get involved as a peer advisor for this is your third year which is pretty great yeah yeah. So yeah, it's kind of funny, like the analogy, like, you know, you do OGL in the summer, then they kind of pass off the baton kind of look to like the peer advisors, you know, you go from the summer, then right into the, the school year, um, kind of like the peer advisors take over from there. Um, so basically, like just to start off, like why I wanted to do it. Um, it was like an it was an interesting process. At first, I really didn't want to do it at first, like, honestly, just I, like I saw it and I was like, maybe I'd do this, but I'm not sure. Um, I always wanted to like help people. I like talking to people and um, helping others. Um, and it just took someone else to give me that push to actually do it. And now I'm here, like third year in it. So nice. it's been a long journey. It's been good. So I'm glad I did it. So basically what they do is just start off in the school year, just like initial contacts with um, our advisees, so we'll get like anywhere from, I don't know, like I would say like 13 to like 20 right now is kind of like the range we're at right now. And you just get those set of advisees and you just check on, check in on them, like, you know, weekly, all, a lot, a lot of the time. Um, and we have to like fill in uh, certain like bi-weekly informational um, Excel sheets, just so like Alyssa and, you know, the higher ups can kind of see how everyone's doing. Um, cause it's hard for, you know, Alyssa and all of them can't really like, talk to every single person, every single new student that comes to the school. Um, so us having like, you know, 15, 16 people just really streamlines that process. And also like a peer advisor is just like a really good, like friendly face around campus. That's like another just good aspect of it. Uh, when, you know, a first year student comes on campus, they may not know like anyone else, but just from my, like that brief, like first outreach that we do like over the summer, um, like the week before school starts, just knowing that they can come to us like with any questions they have about the transition. Um, at least they have like someone like us to go to Great. on campus if they see someone. Um, but yeah, besides that, there's a lot, a lot more encompassing the role, but um, you know, guiding them towards resources that they need, whatever that may be. Um, we're not like the telltale answer for every question they have. It's more of just, you know, giving them the resource that they need to succeed. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Great answers there. And then um, Alyssa taught, so I've not gotten to know, but haven't got, you know, gotten the opportunity to work with the PAs and the OGLs uh, this year, fun group from your position, 
what do you look for in an undergraduate student to be part of the OGL orientation group leaders program or the peer advisors program? Um, what are some of the qualities that you look for? Um, and then what would you say are the a key strength or a key quality that Anthony and Mia bring to the table? It's a good one. They started laughing, so I hope they like my answers. But um, key qualities, I think for any student leader that I look for or when I'm interviewing someone, they have to be passionate about it. It's okay to be nervous because it means that you clearly want it. But for me, it's you have to be passionate about helping others before helping yourselves. I tell them all the time, if you want a job, this is not the job for you if you just are looking for a paycheck because it is sometimes long hours. There are things, you know, you'll get a text at 10 o'clock at night or like, sometimes 1am, they've definitely experienced that, or, you know, they don't know where to go to, or something happens on the weekend. So for us, you know, I look for people who are passionate about helping others. So people who are friendly, you know, um, able to kind of handle stress, because there are times when you get put in situations with having, you know, a class of 800, you never know who's coming in or what is coming in with them. And, you know, what baggage maybe they bring, or maybe what transition might be a little bit harder for everybody. And that goes for summer end. Um, you know, peer advising, I think for us, it's just, you know, you have to really want to help people at the end of the day. And I think it's okay to be shy. We've had on a scale, we have very outgoing and loud people. They're laughing because they know it's true. We have very outgoing and loud personalities and we have people who are very like introverted and quiet, but you know, that makes the group well-rounded and more that, you know, students can look to a different person and say, okay, I can see myself in Anthony, I can see myself in Mia or Dan. Um, so for us, we try to take a range full of people and not just, you know, the same big personalities because that could really be off-putting to some people. So for us, it's just at the end of the day, it's really, you want to help, you want to, you have good time management because that does come up and you have to get tests done in a timely hour, hours or so. Um, so, um, thinking of the qualities of Mia and Anthony, um, the strengths that they bring. Um, I think I'll start with Anthony. Um, Anthony is very laid back, but in a good way, because he is so calm, cool, and collective that if you have a problem or if, you know, someone's freaking out, he's the, per he's the person that people go to. He's the one who is like, okay, like, all right, relax. Let me, let's walk through it. Let's figure it out. And I think that's a great quality to have. And, you know, I wish I could be more like Anthony sometimes where it's like, all right, take a step back. Like, let's just talk it out or let's figure out a plan. So I think for him, that's one of his biggest strengths is I never see him sweat under pressure. Like he's just very like calm, which is very much appreciated in this program because you know, there's so many different things going on. So, um, Mia, Mia, <laughs> watching her run meetings in social media. Um, I think for Mia, she is just very detail oriented. And it's like this spreadsheet, this color highlighter, this planner. Um, so for me, Mia's strength is just the organizational aspect is that I, she has other strengths too. But for me, the one that sticks out is that she knows what she wants and she's going to get it done. She knows how to delegate. She's like on top of it. I ask, I don't even ask for something. Mia's in my office, you know, scheduling a meeting already. And it's like, okay, I did this, this, and this. What else do you need me to do? Or like, you know, how can I be helpful or how can we be helpful? So I think she's she's 10, step, 10 steps ahead of me. So it's interesting so to watch. 
Awesome. Look at so, so, so nice to each I other. I keep right going, now. but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. It was a little <laughs> bit more tense during our programs together. It was a little more hostile. You're so nice and pleasant with each other right now. Uh, we're going to flip the script. Anthony and Nia working for Alyssa. What would you, um, as a, a student leader, um, as part of those programs, what would you highlight as a key strength that Alyssa brings to your team? Ooh. Mia, you can lead off. Okay. Well, I think the best part about having Alyssa Caligiri as my boss is I've known Alyssa for like two and a half years now, I think. Um, I'm not as old as Anthony in the program. Um, I'm a little younger, but Alyssa has become such a resource for me just for everything, not just peer advising and for my advisees or OGL. I come to Alyssa crying a lot. Um, She's helped me with just life in general. She's always there for me, even when I need to text her. Um, I can honestly say that she's become a friend of mine. But as a from a boss perspective, she is just she's hard when she needs to be hard. Like if we need to be put in our place and checked, she will do it. But she's also the most compassionate boss. There are some people who don't care about you. But Alyssa cares about our well-being. She cares about how we're interacting with the students. But if we need to be put in our place, Alyssa will be there to do it. She'll do it nicely, but she will do it. And I love that about Alyssa. Awesome. Awesome. Well done. And Anthony, uh, you're up next. Yeah. Um, I mean, I second everything Mia just said. Um, I don't know. Alyssa's just, she's awesome. Like just like being like that type of boss. She's kind of, she's just always there. Like, she's always there for everyone. Um, like I always, I hate going to people for things. Like I never want to bother people like at all. Like it's just something like I hate doing, but like, I know like I can always text her and she has so much going on. Like I know she does. But she always is, like, in a good mood, like, talking to me and, like, will help me out with whatever. Um, So that's something that I really appreciate with that. And like Mia said, you know, I've been in her office with a lot of, you know, personal issues, crying, bawling out about whatever it may be. (laughs) Um, So she just has, like, that different side, that different part of the role to her that I don't think a lot of, like, people understand um, that connection, like, we have with with her um, and the rest of the program. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Great answers all around there. Again, much, much, much kinder to each other now than maybe when we were you know, doing some of those competitive team building challenges. Oh, super um, competitive. These two. <laughs> the whole groups yeah. in general, to be honest, you tell them like we have a winner and a loser, like that's it. <laughs> Which is fun. I mean, it, that's honestly, um, we were just getting started with the virtual stuff when we had our, our, our summer training um, and it was, I think, a new adventure for everybody, uh, myself included. And um, the quickest way to get everybody to kind of up the intensity was to throw some sort of competition. And it could have been a fabricated competition or a real one, but it really got the juices going. Um, what was it? And so we had our virtual programming together. We had a couple in-person events um, for Anthony and Mia as student leaders what were what was something or what were some things that you were able to pull away from those experiences and maybe apply to the work that you've you've been doing so well um since the start of the school year really the start of the summer orientation programming so for the virtual stuff it was really cool that we got to do it first so we did have the information of how to handle it with our students which made me more confident as a leader going into it but you along with Alyssa and my other OGLs really pushed me to not be awkward over Zoom, which is a really hard thing to do because Zoom is kind of uncomfortable for people. 
So it was good to feel more comfortable, but be pushed out of my comfort zone. So when I got with my students, I was like, listen, I understand that this is an awkward time. I feel awkward too, but we're here to have fun. So let's do what we got to do, make some fun times out of this. And I think me being that open and honest with them, because I had that experience first, really helped them to feel a lot more comfortable with each other. And it was really cool that you, along with Alyssa and our other bosses, were able to make activities virtual because they had so much fun. They expected Zoom to be so boring and so lame. And I think we had a really good time with them and they really enjoyed being on Zoom, which not a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, anytime you bring up the Z word, you'll typically get the, slou- the slouch shoulders and a huff from people mm-hmm. before they realize that it'll be a different type of Zoom than they're used to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anthony, what about for you, if, if uh, anything different from uh, Mia? definitely like wanted to be in person with them like I was I was ready for that like that experience to be in person um so going on to zoom like something that we've never like no one's ever experienced before I think one thing that I really pulled out of it was just like learning how to be like like extra flexible with things like in person things can go wrong but with zoom there's like a whole nother level to things of just like I don't know like just there's so many things that could go wrong. Like your voice isn't working. Like the video is not working and like you have to run the meeting and you have students texting you like, what time is this at? Is this going to happen? You're like, yeah, I'm getting to it. So it's just something like that was a lot, was pretty tough. Um, But like Mia said too, at first the students, um, I think we were all kind of like, we were all unexperienced in how to work Zoom. So, you know, they had like all their cameras off and, you know, I was the only one talking to like a blank, like black screen. So I'm trying to like, I'm not a naturally like wicked outgoing person. Like I really draw off of other people's energy for me to kind of like go with it. So it was tough for me to kind of stay like at that level the entire time. Um, but then as Mia said too, you kind of have to like, like once you like got to their level and kind of like acknowledge like this isn't what we wanted to do like let's just try and like make the best of it and like try and have fun um and have them put on the cameras um the people who actually like did come uh i think did have a good time like uh like mia said it was really good time with trivia and all that um and like we got a lot out of it too so awesome awesome thank you both and then i'm gonna kind of transition to i guess question number two or section number two of our of our conversation and I'll start with Alyssa um, because you were in the spot of having to plan and deal you know deal with all the different changes I'm sure they were like 97 different ways orientation and school was going to happen this year and it was like you know not by the fault of anybody because this situation is completely new and unknown but I'm sure there was a lot of last minute scramble and adjust and be flexible and just do the best that you can with a tough situation. Talk to us a little bit about just uh, specific to your role, some of the challenges you faced, um, you know, since the onset of the pandemic, you know, you know the last year, last school year ending early, questions about what the summer is going to look like, the school year is going to look like. Tell us a little bit about some of those, I, I would call them leadership challenges and maybe some strategies you tried to implement personally to, you know, do the best that you can in overcoming those challenges. Yeah, so there was a lot this year, but um, 
you know, it's, it's, everything's fluid. COVID really turned everybody's plans upside down, inside out. Um, so for us, for me personally, with starting, I think we had one peer advisor in-person training in March and then everything kind of got shut down. And I just remember getting a text saying like, you know, the university is closing because I was home with an injury and I was like, I didn't even get to say goodbye to my students. So that's a challenge right there in itself. And they're calling me crying. And I was just like, okay, like now I have to start from scratch. Like I'm usually in person with 60 something people trying to make sure that they get student development theories, making sure that they get communication, making sure they know all the resources. And so with the peer advising role, it's like, okay, so now I have to pivot to online training and how do we make this interactive? So my graduate assistant and I were like, how are we going to do this? Like trying to wrap my head around it because I'm more of an in-person type of person than technology. Yes, we record the sessions. We used to mic up and everything so people could hear it. But now you have, like Anthony said, you have 50, 60 black screens sometimes staring at you. And it's like, all right, like how do we, you know, how do we do this? And I think for me, it was like, all right, I'm just going to get a spinning wheel and me and Anthony can tell you a little bit more about it. And I'm like, all right, like if I spin the wheel, you're getting called on. So it took everybody's attention. Like, oh, okay. Like who's it going to land on? Who's it going to land on? And so we tried to do more activities. Um, looking back, I definitely could have done more and, you know, looking towards the future, how can we utilize this in a good way? Um, Cause there's always a silver lining in everything. And so for us, you know, looking to training this year, you know, we'll see, maybe we do half in person, half um, Zoom. Um, so depending on the numbers, but that was one thing where we had to be like, okay, how are we gonna deliver this information where we usually do activities that are like in small groups around the classroom or we do it as a huge group and, you know, we couldn't do that. So for us, it was, okay, let's do this, you know, virtually and going around or whatever we had to do. And so, you know, we did the best we could with that aspect. And then we jumped into summer orientation where, it was just, um, we started the OGLs a lot earlier than we have ever started them before. Um, something that I was a little bit challenged on was that some administration wanted to start way earlier. We always start in June, end of June, because we always have to prep and train the OGLs and get everything ready for the students. But this past year, it was like, no, we have to start now. Like we have to get them engaged. And, and I understand that they were nervous that students, you know, weren't going to engage with us. And so, um, the OGLs were still in school. And so for me, that was a little bit of a challenge. It had to be a give and take, like let's start after their finals end because you know that is very hard to try to balance a whole new orientation. We need, I needed time to get ready and work with my boss because it's just a whole new thing. So for us, it was, we had to give and take where we could. We tried to do so much, I think, to keep them engaged that they're zoomed out, they're fatigued, they're in high school, they're trying to get everything done. It's their senior year, you know, we get the senior slump, we got understandable. Um, so that was a little hard. And I think mid July, we were like, okay, maybe this isn't working. We talked to the OGLs, like, what could we do more of? What we could do less of? And so we kind of had to change the whole aspect of what we did and how we did it to engage more students. And so um, for us, kind of reevaluating what was working and what wasn't working. Um, and, you know, with the OGLs, typically they're working like, six days a week. And so this year we tried to do like Tuesday, Thursdays are our training days and Wednesdays are their Zoom days. And so they get like Monday and Friday to do like little tasks that they need. And so I think they needed that time because it was just so much. And, you know, sometimes they'll have students calling their like lines that they got, their phone lines or texting them. And so 
we needed to kind of scale back what we did and giving them some time to kind of actually breathe and step back and over the weekends, giving them that time. Um, and I understood that completely because it is just a lot. And then our transitions program, which you helped us um, with in person, which was great. Uh, that thing changed about like seven times right before up until opening day because the governor's <laughs> orders changed like that week. And it was 25 inside, 50 outside. And I was like, oh God, we have like 800 students coming. We had two opening days, which has never, I've never seen it done before. So for us, it was brand new. And, you know, we had to spread out and we had to like do things very differently than we have in the past. And, you know, we had to do some programming outside so we can get more of, we tried to offer like different programs all around campus. And, um, you know, we couldn't do some things. We usually take the first year students to Camp Beckett, which is up in the Berkshires and get them all to know each other and kind of some fun, you know, intermingling and just some fun things. Um, so for us, that was kind of a bummer, but we tried to do some more things on the back end, smaller scale activities that actually, you know, help them connect. And so it was, it was chaos, but we got it done and the PAs really brought the energy when I needed it. Maybe I was looking a little down and they were like, all right, we got this, like, we got it. I think we, we prep overnight during the night and it's just like, okay, this has to change and you have to change with it because there's nothing you can do. COVID is COVID and it's not anybody's fault, but at some point you're like, I throw my hands up in the air because you're like, oh, again, but you know, these guys really got me through it and watching all their hard work and the interactions that they were having with students, it was worth it in the end. That great. was a very long answer, but. No, no, great answer. <laughs> and, and, and two points that you touched on, one was, um, you know, the idea of trying something and, and not being so stubborn that you just keep on doing it, whether it's working or not, and having the courage to, you know, self-reflect on it. And then also involve your, you know, the people that have their boots on the ground that are trying to implement all these uh, different ideas to, to get their feedback and to make, make adjustments. And that's, I think, a, a, a leadership characteristic that's sometimes very difficult to execute right? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing this. It's not really working how we want it to work. Let's put, let's, you know, hit the pause button and figure out why and try to make a change and make, and make it a little bit better. Um, and then you touched on the silver lining for, for you personally in your role, what's something from your experiences this year dealing with the unknown and the changes that, you know, you can take with you when we do get back to quote unquote, nor normal, whatever that might be. Uh, I think for me and my role, um, I think with orientation, you could start that process a little earlier. You know, I, we always used to do phone calls, but maybe seeing a person is definitely different and how they're responding in the students. So for me, that might be an aspect, something I thought of, which, you know, I didn't really do a good job working with the international office a little bit more. And maybe we do Zooms at 8 a.m., you know, with students who are in France or, you know, India or, you know, all over the country. And that's something that maybe I should have done a little bit and worked a little harder on that aspect. Um, but I think with trainings, this is something that you don't need them in person all the, every single time. Like maybe it's every other week, once in person, once, you know, um, hybrid, so you yeah. say, or, you know, we're going to go virtual for this week. And so for me, it's like, well, you know, I never really realized that you can utilize this because I was just such an in-person person. Like I wanted to see their responses. I wanted to see their body language and it's hard when their cameras are off. And so 
that's something that, you know, the upperclassmen PAs are like, all right, everybody try to turn your camera on. Like we totally get it if you can't, because sometimes the cameras don't work. And I totally understand that. Or you're yeah. in an environment where they just don't feel comfortable. Um, but, you know, I think utilizing these types of things or like videos with students who can't come to orientation, I think that's huge. And, you know, that is a silver lining. And I think, you know, my old boss, I'll have to give her credit because she really pushed me to think about these things differently. And, you know, ambiguity um, is not my strength. I don't think it's a lot of people's strength. And she, you know, would tell me that, but, you know, we tried to do the best we can with Chris Weisbeck this summer too. And, you know, if it, it wasn't for them too, too, like, um, I don't know how it would have got done and the students. So I do have to give them credit when credit awesome. is due. So awesome. I just want to shut them out. <laughs> Um, Anthony and Mia, you two are in a unique situation in that you're students and you're trying to figure your own stuff out and get through your own academics and your own, you know, social, personal life and all that type of stuff. But you're also in this position where, you know, you're answering questions from, you know, kids who don't know what the heck they're walking into, um, or they're struggling with something and you're the person that they want to, you know, talk to, to maybe help them through it from your vantage point as student leaders trying to do both um you know anthony we'll, we'll have you start what were some of the you know leadership challenges that you have faced thus far this year and you know some strategies that you've tried to implement personally to, to work your, you know work your way through them yeah along the lines of um <clears throat> you know having your own personal responsibilities um, it definitely like increased this year, like the first semester of senior year. Um, I don't think I was honestly ready for it. I knew it was going to be a lot, even like before, you know, this whole like, virtual stuff kind of hit. Um, but I think having that like on top of it really just added another level to it. Um, but, you know, like with classes going through like, you know, personal life and trying to apply for grad schools, like finding grad schools, like you have like figuring out your life. Like, it's crazy. Like this, <laughs> like, that's the point where, uh, you know, we're at. And like, that's a lot to ask on top of, you know, having to guide and advise like, you know, 20 other students who are asking you questions like a lot, you know, nonstop. And then having to, you know, meet with them and goal set with them. Um, and it can be a lot sometimes, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes they'll text me and be like, like, damn, like I need a break. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know <laughs> if I can answer this right now. Um, and maybe I'll let like, you know, a couple of hours go. I'm like, all right, I'm ready for this. But I think remembering like, again, like why you're doing this in the first place, um, just always remembering that. And I also like to put myself um, back in like their, in their shoes of when I was a freshman here. And like, I came in here, like not knowing anyone. So that's, that's what they're, that's what they're like right now. So I can only imagine how they're feeling on top of, covid on top of zoom like not being able to like talk to a lot of people hang out with a lot of people um so a lot of the times like they go to me and they want to meet with me and so it can be a lot but just thinking about that it's like all right they're they're in a pretty rough situation and i know like if i was in that situation too like i'd probably be asking for all the help i can get um so like it can be a lot but it's it's very rewarding so some things like uh, you asked about like strategies that I've yeah, been trying to yep. use, right? Um, Which I think you touched on one, like just yeah. be, being, 
you know, thoughtful enough to say, Hey, what if I was in that spot right now? Wouldn't I want an answer or, or you know, so I think that yeah. that was, that was definitely a good one that you touched on right there. Yeah. I think too, um, I touched on this before again with uh, like the orientation group leader part, but just kind of like going down to their level and like being kind of like, I don't know if that's just like my personality with people. I just like, like being chill with them. Like I like just not, I don't want to like come off as like I'm above them or something like that. Like I want to go down to their level and be like, dude, I get it. Like, I, like I'm doing zoom classes too. Like it sucks, man. I, I hate it. <laughs> and like, it's, it sounds like dumb, but like that little like thing kind of like makes them more comfortable with you. Um, just knowing that you kind of have like that shared experience with it. So I think doing that is something that's important. That's great. That's great. Mia, same question to you. Challenges from the year and then some strategies that you tried to implement. Um, I actually, as soon as you asked the question, uh, instance popped into my head. So recently my grandmother was in the hospital this past week. It was a crazy situation. She's perfectly fine. Didn't have COVID thankfully, but the night that we ended up taking her to the hospital, my advisee texted me six times in a row because I wasn't responding to him. And I was like, I really, I can't deal with this right now. I have to go back to school after I dropped my grandmother at the hospital during a pandemic. So I just kind of was like thumbs up in his message, like, like tap X. I wasn't writing anything because I was just in a zone. And I finally was able to respond to him the next morning. And I was like, this is my, I'm very open with my advisee. So I was like, hey, this is what was going on when you were texting me. I can fully give myself to you right now, but this is what was going on. And he felt so bad. I was like, please don't feel bad. You had no idea. But I do like to be open with my advisees. Like Anthony said, like I related to them with Zoom. I'm not a Zoom person. I love people. I love being around people. I've been yelled at for hugging people during a pandemic. I just love people. So this has been so hard for me to be on Zoom. And I really just am so honest with my advisees. I'm like, listen, I, I feel your pain. Um, I love my group of advisees this year. Uh, the year before was a little bit tough. Um, my first year as a peer advisor, they were a little difficult. So I don't know if it was my fault because I wasn't so comfortable or just the group I had. But this group is amazing during a pandemic. But I get texts, I think, on a weekly basis from them. I see them in classes. Um, I like to just check in with my advisees weekly. Um, some people just don't want to respond to me. That's when I find them in person and I'm just like, hey, what's going on? You didn't text me back <laughs> um, if I can find them. But I really just want to be there for my advisees. I call myself an on-call doctor for non-medical reasons. I always tell them, please don't ask me medical advice because I get scared. But <laughs> I told them like, hey, I'm here for you 24 seven. Give me a couple hours to respond because like Anthony said, like we're seniors now. I have to know what I want to do for the rest of my life in a couple months. And it's absolutely horrifying. And I'm like an adult now. So it's been a crazy year with becoming an adult and dealing with the pandemic. But I can honestly say, I think it's been the best experience the past few months, even with everything happening in the world. It's definitely changed a lot of our perspectives in a good way, I think. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm with you, Mia. And I'm, I think Anthony and Alyssa would probably be the same, like not being able to like high five, hug, fist bump, yeah. or it's you awful. know, having to like tap feet oh. <laughs> as an alternative. It's tough. The worst. <laughs> so awesome answers about the challenges from this year. What, and again, we'll go in the order of Anthony, Mia, Alyssa, what's something that you experienced this year 
whether it could be an academic thing, it could be in your role as a, a student, as a PA orientation leader, as a overseer of all things PA and OGL. <laughs> What's something that you experienced this year that you feel like, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, you'll be able to draw back on it and, and, and like be prepared for whatever challenge that you're facing in that current moment. And Anthony, I'll have you bat lead off here. I think with, you know, the virtual stuff, um, but with OGL going into PA, I've definitely have learned a lot more about myself and have definitely improved in a lot of different aspects. Um, just coming from like high school and, you know, into my first year of college, like I was wicked shy. Like I was a wicked shy person, very quiet. Um, even like my first year and like year and a half in PA, um, I really didn't break out of this shell until like last year. But just this whole like new added stuff, like with Zoom and everything, um, both OGL, like having to lead uh, like a whole group of students, like 50 students having to handle that. Then on top of that, like handle Zooms and like navigating that, leading groups, and then going into PA too, um, especially with uh, steering committee. You know, like Alyssa said, we're trying to like plan events. We're trying to do all these different things, um, plan things like within our own peer advising program for all the different PAs. Yeah. And we had to like, we kind of just had to be realistic with it. Like it sucks. Like I hate it. I like doing the things that, you know, we love doing, which is going on retreats, um, the overnight retreat we do, um, which we couldn't do this year. Um, Cause that's really the part where we really get to know each other. And that's what like really encompasses the like peer advisor role um, is that we're really like much more than just like a normal college group. Like we're very close. Um, so we have to like think of different ways we had to do these types of things. And they, we got, we were able to do some of the things and we we couldn't do some of the other things. So I think going forward, you know, like whatever role I'm in or situation, um, I think it's, I think it's good to be like realistic with it. And that sometimes you just kind of have to flow with the change. Like there's things I, you wish you may want to be able to do um, things that you like love to do, but now you have to be realistic with it and be like, all right, you can't do this. Let's just think of alternatives. It may not be as good, but we'll try and make it the best we can. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Great answer. Mia, same question to you. Some leadership lesson from this year that you hope can, uh, you could take with you for down the road. I think a huge leadership lesson that I learned my, over my four years here, but especially during COVID is that um, even if you're a leader, that doesn't mean you're invincible. Like it's okay to ask for help. I know I've asked Alyssa a million and one questions since I've met her about help for my life in general, but leaning on someone like Anthony, I mean, he is actually my steering committee like member. So he's in charge yeah. of me, but <laughs> he's become one of my best friends through this whole experience. And leaning on people who care about me and I care about them and who can help me. Um, it's completely okay to ask for help. I've told my advisees this because this is such a challenging time. And the good thing about COVID kind of is that no one's ever been through this. So we are all together in this. If you got to ask me for help, I may not know the answer, but I am going to support the heck out of you with it. And it's just kind of been, I need to be there for people more. I've learned I need to stop talking every once in a while and listen to everything that they have to say. And I need people who are going to be there for me, support me and just stand by my side. And 
that's kind of what I've learned throughout my four years of college. But especially with COVID, you need a solid group of people right behind you just to keep you standing sometimes. Love it. Love it. And I don't know what it is, but hearing Mia say that, hey, we're all in this together, it may, it meant a lot more than seeing some celebrity on TV who makes so much money and you know you would never cross paths with say you know we're in this together fighting the good fight together. no you're not <laughs> um, but it's it's so great to hear you uh, express that mentality and um, I think you know I don't know if the students will thank you for that and Anthony likewise for you I don't know if they'll directly ever thank you for it because some for some people that's uncomfortable and awkward but know that you know the attitude that you both you know, talked about just now and that mentality is having a positive impact on the, on the people that look up to you for that impact. Um, so keep up the great work. One semester left. <laughs> Alyssa, what about for you? Lesson from 2020 that, um, you know, five, 10 years down the road, you feel like will pay some dividends uh, for you? Um, I think there's two that stick out to me is that, you know, you can have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, every letter of the alphabet. But at the end of the day, you can't control some things. And there's things that are gonna be out of your control that you just have to like run with. And yes, that could be frustrating. And for me, I get in my head a little bit and I'm like, okay, like, what do I do? Like, I need five minutes in my office just to like, okay, let me think. Cause I'm a overthinker and I'm a person who reflects and when I hear something and then I'll go back to it. So for me, it's like, okay, like I have to like, you know, really think about something and say, okay, look, this is what we're going to do now. Um, I'm not a person who like just off the bat and I wish I was one of those people, but <laughs> I think for me going through this whole process, you realize that you can have the best plan in the world, but it doesn't matter if a governor calls for orders, like you're done. Like there is nothing that you can do in that moment and you just have to make it the best experience for students. So for me, 10 to 15 years from now, I hope that I still have that mindset that you have to meet the students where they're at. Like I think we were trying to plan so much virtual everywhere on campus. And I think any every campus right now is that let's do virtual, but they're so fatigued and they don't they don't want that. They want to make those connections in person since transitioning to a college in general is such a hard thing. Let's add, you know, social distancing measures and masks. And so for me, it's like, let's meet them where they're at. Let's do things in smaller capacities, run for longer, just so that way they get the opportunity to do that. So I think it's like, I hope that, you know, when I'm older, um, a little bit older, that I still continue to meet the students where they're at. And I'm not thinking in this, you know, 40-year-old, 50-year-old mindset at that point. So, um, well, listen, the 40-year-old mindset's not that bad, all right? No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we get, like, as you get higher up, like, sometimes you lose touch with the student experience. And so for me, I hope that I'm still grounded in that student experience that I want to make it the best one possible for them. Love it. I, I bet the 40 year old might sense great. I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, <laughs> and I think the second one is, and me and Anthony could attest to this and maybe not them personally, but I think how this pandemic has showed that our top student leaders have been so burnt out and struggling that it kind of took me back that I have 50 people who I have to make sure that are okay in the role, but also as people, because I care about them. And so it's like, what, what can I do? You know, I can give all the resources in the world. I, I want to make sure that I'm checking up or I'm seeing them at least, you know, in person for a half hour, an hour, once a month, I see them in passing. They come into my office constantly out by the comfy chairs, but it's like, okay, let's have a conversation. Like, what do you need from me? What can I do to help you? And I think, 
you know, I have to realize how they struggled. And so, you know, I have a self eval that they don't know about, but now they just found out about um, for the spring, just like, what can I That's do? Out of the bag. <laughs> um, what can I do to best support you? And that those are some of the questions. How do you think this semester went for you? Or, you know, were you really struggling? And just watching some of my top student leaders just struggle across the board with burnout and wanting to be there for everyone and COVID and the pressures and just nervous about everything. And so how can I be a better leader? And I tried to like really make sure that my students were okay. And sometimes there's, it's out of your control. And so I realized that I can't take on the whole world, but at least if I can help my 50 have the best experience or get them the resources they need, then they can help the others. Cause I tell them all the time, you can't help somebody else if you don't help yourself first. Like the oxygen mask yep. that comes down on a plane. Like if you don't put yours on first, you're defeating the purpose. So for me, I think it's just how to deal with the mental health um, capacity a little bit more. And we've seen a lot more mental health come through. And so hopefully in 10 to 15 years, I'll have that down pack. But I mean, every person's different as we kind of continue this. And it's just mental health is huge right now on college campuses. So Man, I think, and Alyssa, you touched on the silver linings earlier. And I think that that's another one. I think mental health prior to this whole thing was really that like taboo almost that, you know, nobody really wanted to talk about it. And there wasn't this open dialogue. And, you know, there were probably situations that came up where maybe a couple conversations with the right people could have minimized the the, the negative impact of a particular situation. And I, I think it's great to hear that a supervisor is cognizant of that. And you know, not necessarily just putting the pedal to the metal nonstop because in normal years, that's what you would do and everybody would be able to keep up with that pace. So great, great lesson, great takeaway there. And I think it's important for any, I think, you know, both me and Anthony touched on that concept as well is, you know, put yourself in somebody else's spot, speak up when you need a little bit of support or help um, because just keeping it to yourself isn't going to, you know, create a solution to that problem. So um, awesome points across the board right there. And I will also shout out the entire Western New England first year class and everybody that was part of our big team building festivities up there, um, you know, a couple months ago. And I know at Western New England, it was pretty much a black and white, like, Hey, you're on campus, the face guard, you know, face guards on, um, you know, over the course of that day, we saw. 800 850 students counting the the PAs that were involved in to see a bunch of people basically adhere to a rule that sucks right you know I don't think anybody likes wearing the mask for a prolonged period of time but it's you know what I think we're supposed to do and um but to see all those first year students not be pains about it not whine about it um and and the PA so kudos to the first years and everybody up there that really made the standard black and white and you know, signs all over the place and the why, you know, why are we doing this all over the place? So that was, it was great to see that, you know, for us, you know, going to, it's always nerve wracking to go to a different school for the first time and work with them. Cause you know, I don't know the campus or what the students are going to be like. And that was, it was refreshing to go up to a spot where even though I didn't know what the hell field I was supposed to be in until like 10 seconds before the group showed up, I knew what the protocol was and that what the expectation was and everybody lived up to that. So Shout out to you all for that. Thank you. We appreciate it. The students oh, did got... a great job with that. I'll <laughs> give them a lot of credit and the university, like our campus, like you will not see one person without a mask on. So. And it was, it was, we saw athletic coaches. We saw first year students. 
other administrators. We saw teachers or professors. We saw the PAs and, you know, everybody was just doing the right thing, right? They made that decision on that day to do the damn right thing. And it's, it's amazing if you just simplify it down to that, you know, right in this moment, I'm going to do what's right. And then I'll worry about the next moment when it comes up. Um, Self-reflection time right here. Qualities, quality of a great leader is to be able to sit back and say, I'm good at this. I suck at this. How do I get better at what I suck at and improve the strengths? Alyssa looks like she's thinking, so we're going to make her go first here. Alyssa, <laughs> your, <laughs> your biggest leadership strength and your biggest leadership weakness and why for each. Go. Um, my, I'll start with the challenge. Um, my challenge, my leadership challenge is that I am sometimes too much of a team player. I say yes a lot when I have taken on maybe a little bit more than I can chew because I just like to help people. And, um, I know the job needs to get done. And sometimes when, you know, you do stuff really well and other people look to you, or if I have a student, like I never want them to walk away feeling like they weren't hurt or if they need something right now. So I think for me, that's a bit of a challenge, especially the student piece is like, oh, I really have something else I need to do. And I think I've been better at that post pre in the middle of COVID, but <laughs> I think that's a challenge for me, definitely um, saying no. And that's something I think that I've struggled with my whole you know, life um, so far, but we're working on it. Um, my strength, I think my strength is my, compassion for people I to me is point like I was a softie at first um, when I first started I was 22 I just got you know out of uh, undergrad and I started and so you know I wanted to be liked I wanted this and, and now I realized you know at 29 not you know I worked on this but is that you can have compassion you can also be hard and you need to show when you know you need to be a little bit softer and when you need to put your foot down and so for me I think my compassion and my passion for my students at the end of the day is my biggest strength and I will say that across the board is that I care about these kids sometimes even more than myself so for me they're not kids students adolescents adults young adults um so for me that is I think my biggest strength is that I genuinely care about them and I think it reflects when I ask them to do something they're the first people to jump up and say I'll do it so I think I think, yeah, you put me on the spot, Dan, but I think that's what it is. You freaking nailed it. Nice job. <laughs> Anthony, strength up, and man? a challenge. Leadership strength, leadership challenge. I'd say I'll start with the challenge. I think when I look to like, um, when I look to lead and especially in the steering role that I was in for PA, um, I'm very like, I like doing things that as they should be, you know, like how we did them in the past, like traditional um, like retreats, like we talked about before. Um, and it's very hot and cold for me. It's like, it's either like we do, we do it the way it should be done or like, but we're just not going to do it. Cause I don't want to like do it. Like, you know, half-ass, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. No, you're good. Um, okay. I start charging but, you for the, the, the second and third one. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, so something like that is where like that challenge for me, like is something I had to kind of like get over myself of where like, again, being realistic with it, like, it's not going to be the, the best that we could possibly get it to be. Um, but let's try and like, it, it maybe not be as great, but like, it'll still be good. And it's still something that we should do, because it's important to do, and not something you should just throw away. Uh, for like my strength, uh, oof. I guess, like, 
I would guess like I'm, I think I'm pretty approachable as like a person and like as a leader. Um, I'm not very like, I don't want to say strict, strict with people. Um, I will like have, if something has to be done, like I will, you know, tell people they have to do it. Um, but like, as Mia said before, like she's under me, like as she's like, I'm her steering person and like, we're wicked good friends. Um, so it's hard, you know, when I have to like, you know, text her like, yeah, you got to do better on this. <laughs> but, but I think she, <laughs> Pull it I think together. She, <laughs> exact, yeah. Um, but I think she understands, you know, that like that kind of thing has to be done. I think that stems down to like, just the connections I have with people and kind of like that deeper connection I want to make with everyone as a leader. Um, I just want to know everyone. And I think when you do that, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of be able to do kind of like those hard confrontational things because they'll understand you. Awesome. Great answer. And last, but of course not least, Mia. Okay. So I'm going to switch it up and go strength first because everyone. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. (laughs) Nice job. Clap for that. (laughs) I was like, I'll switch it up a little bit. Um, I would say my biggest strength that could be seen as a weakness, but I don't see it like that is I just don't care. I will make a fool of myself. I will be an idiot, but I'll fix myself and I'll be respectful and kind, but I'm not afraid to just make a fool of myself just to make people feel more comfortable. I'm so open with my students because I think if you're not going to tell them like, oh my God, yeah, I messed up my freshman year. Like they're not going to, they're going to think you're not a real person. Um, I've told my students I failed exams. I got C's in classes, but then I'm at the point now where I get all A's and B's. I'm like, you guys can make this change. So I'm very real with people. Um, I've gotten a lot better with it, but in a respectful sense, I don't care. I'm going to be my full self and I've learned my self-confidence. Um, and I'll dance in the streets all the time, just for Alyssa. If she asks me to, I'll do anything. Um, so I think that's a big strength of mine is just to be able to be myself and just not care if people are making weird faces at me, which happens a lot. Um, and then I would say my weakness that I've been really trying to work on is if you haven't noticed, I can talk a lot and I am trying to learn to zip it sit back, take everything in that the person is saying to me, and then speak to them and address it. But I have a horrible tendency of just talking and sometimes not letting the person get in what they need to say. And I feel horrible about it afterwards. So I think my weakness is that sometimes I'm trying to help too much where I don't get enough of what the person's actually saying to me. I'm trying to learn to hear them, not just listen to them. So that's kind of my weakness at the moment that I'm trying to address. Great. Awesome. Awesome answers across the board. And thank you, Mia, for doing the strength first. It's flipping the <laughs> script on everybody right there. <laughs> um, we're on the home stretch. We are joined on the Lead with Empower podcast by Alyssa, Mia, and Anthony from Western New England University. Used to be Western New England College. Now it's not Western New England College. It's Western New England University. And they are part of the well, Alyssa is the assistant director of first year student success. I got it two for two with that long title. Uh, both Anthony and Mia work for Alyssa as peer advisors and orientation leaders. They are crushing it on the Lead with Empower podcast. They are doing this recording, by the way, in the middle or at the start of exam week. So, you know, people that are comfortable going above and beyond to do something a little bit extra to help 
help this old 40 year old guy with the 40 year old mind. Right. I don't know what that's going to be like. Help, help me out for a great episode here. So I appreciate you being on. We're on the home stretch. I have some quick hit questions for you. Quick hit meaning they have to be like a few words or less in your answer. All right. And I know Alyssa and Mia, this will be a challenge for you both, but I think you're going to okay. do just fine. <laughs> um, joking. I, I just, if you break the rule, I'll let it fly. I'll just make dirty looks at you on the zoom here. Um, but we're going to start off and uh, Mia, you'll bat lead off because um, you had said, you said you'd, would be you'd be fine dancing in the street if Alyssa asked you to so um you know I think all of you touched on the idea of getting out of your comfort zone right and, and you know whether it be doing doing zooms or having a scrap of plan that you worked really hard to put together um would you rather okay. would you rather sing in public or dance in public and for whatever answer you choose what song would you sing or what type of dance would you dance mia you're up first oh gosh okay um i think i'm a good singer in my mind so i'd sing in public <laughs> I'm probably what's, not. what song what are you opening with what's your song oh my god that's the hard part easy money come on Mia, you got this <laughs> i don't know music um okay my favorite song Alyssa, am i allowed to say it go for it it's fine it's after hours <laughs> It's a song by Cardi B. It's a little inappropriate. Oh my God. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, we can leave it right there. I think that was yes. muted out. I had my my <laughs> the finger on the mute button right there to drop off. <laughs> nice job. Nice oh. job. <laughs> so <laughs> me is going with singing. <laughs> Anthony, sing or dance in public. Go. I don't dance, so I'm going to start singing. <laughs> and what are you singing? And... I, I could pick it. I'm going with the national anthem. I'm just, oh, I'm just belting wow. it out. <laughs> I'm just belting it out. I love it. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Alyssa, sing or dance in public? Um, sing for sure. For sure. What are we Not singing? dancing? <laughs> um, my song, I want to dance with somebody. Ironic, right? That I picked oh, that by wow. Whitney Houston because that's the ultimate jam song. That's the one that gets me pumped up. All right. Just so you know, I'm recording this right now. So it, when I, if I do see this group in the uh, in the second semester, we're, we're going to add the prove it part. Oh, we're. Right, so I'm going to gonna have to. We're going to have to go on that point. Somebody's calling. Scratch the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you'll lead off the program with the national anthem. It'll be great. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Mia, halftime show, and Alyssa, mm-hmm. halftime show. We're good. Um, I think I think Mia can sit that one out. Yeah, we can. We can just let her, you know, take the I'll, take the I'll quit. <laughs> Um, a book or a movie or a video that has recently inspired you? A book, a movie, any sort of video, TV show, YouTube, podcast, TEDcast, or whatever, TED Talk. Something that has recently inspired you, Alyssa. Oh, no, I don't know. Um, I guess this is one of my favorite movies. I watched it the other day, um, A League of Their Own. I think it talks about like the hard and getting through it and it's not easy for everyone. So I think, I know it's like, it's not a newer one, but for me, it always like inspires me to do better and that things get hard and you have to just push through it. Love it. Love it. Mia. So I didn't actually read this book yet. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for hearing this on the podcast if he listens, but my professor got published before we got sent home. He autographed my book and everything. And he's the most chill man in the world. We are good friends and 
just amazing to watch him succeed like that. It definitely inspires me to be a writer, which I want to do. Awesome. There, there's your uh, winter break project right there. Anthony. <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm going to go with a little two-parter here. So the first one, I, I'm. this is like, this may like sound like it wouldn't be inspirational, but if anyone's watched like the Queen's Gambit, like the TV show on Netflix, like at first glance, maybe it's not, but I think it's like, it was really cool. This like girl just like didn't care at all about anything like against all odds being like the only girl like in chess and just like blew her way through it. And so I think like I took a lot from that. Just like if I want to do something, like I just got to put in the effort to do it. And when you put in the effort, you tell yourself like, yeah, you can do this. You're, you're going to be able to do that. Um, so I think that was really good on top of that maybe just like a couple of TikTok videos here and there. Like I'll get like a couple like workout ones and like, you know, people telling you like, um, like yelling at you to like go to the gym and you're like, and I'm like sitting here like in my bed and it's like, but they're right. Like you, why am I not there? Like you got to like get up and like move. And that's just something that it's tough to do, but I don't know. I guess TikTok can be pretty inspirational sometimes. There you go. Sometimes you need the TikTok kick in the rear end to get things going there. I like it. I like it. Um, Let's see. So, Anthony, you'll go first on this one. We'll go Anthony, Mia, Alyssa. Alyssa, you're welcome. You'll get to go last on this next one. I appreciate that. A person who has either inspired you or currently inspires you and why? Um, Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot I could pick. But I'm just going to pick, I'm, gonna pick go with one. My, this, I'm putting my foot down. You can only pick one. Yeah. Here. Okay. I got you. Um, I'm just going to go with my brother, my older brother. Um, a lot of people don't really even know I have a brother. He's like, he's 33 years old. So he's, he's old, a lot older than I am. Um, so I have a 12 year guy. You're younger than him, Alyssa. I'm not saying you're <laughs> old here. I'm saying he was older than I am. <laughs> but we have a, we've always had like a 12 year gap. So, you know, we never really had like that, like true brother, like kind of like dynamic, but I think seeing him like from a young age, like just kind of working, you know, through college, getting a job. And now he's like, he's married, like bought his first house and like, you know, is having, having a baby soon. It's like, wow. You know, like my brother's doing that right now. And like, I really look up to that and I just kind of want to match that. And just following his footsteps like he's setting a good good role for me so it's just something like he's showing me what i can do so yeah awesome congrats to your brother too that's all and congrats to uncle anthony <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome mia okay so i'm gonna be sappy but my boyfriend is actually inspiring me a lot lately um i met my boyfriend in my freshman year first weekend here we've been dating for a little over three years so hopefully it works out and it's a good story to tell um <laughs> But my boyfriend just got active duty infantry unit for the army for the next eight years of his life. Um, So it's going to be a real challenge, but for someone to willingly put themselves in that position and he does not care. He's so proud, so happy. I am as well for him, but he wants to be out there now. And I could never do that. God, no. Um, But it is inspiring to me that he is willing to give that ultimate sacrifice for so many people that he doesn't know. Um, And it's just really inspiring to watch him grow as a person over these past three and a half years 
it's really a crazy story actually it's awesome great answer and thank you to him in advance for uh what he's going to be doing over the next eight, eight years or more or yeah yeah uh Alyssa, what about you um i know you said one person but i'll explain it but um i think for me my grandmothers who i call my nannies um so they both passed away one when i was young like sixth grade and one when i was at the end of my freshman year so for me i think just keeping their legacy and just like how strong and you know tough and humble and kind and just selfless i think those are the characteristics that i hope that i show other people and kind of can keep their legacy alive so for me every single day you know they might not be here but I'm hoping that I make their legacy proud and, you know, can instill that into my students too, that you can be a strong woman or man um, or person. And it doesn't matter. Like, as long as you have that gentle side to you, like that's also something that, you know, you can have both. And so, you know, at the end of the day there, it's really inspiring, even though I was a bit young, um, but I was lucky enough to at least have them teach me those lessons even now. Awesome. Awesome. Great answers across the board right there. Um, Final, yeah, final question, I think, I think, I think. Could add another one. I reserved the we, right Well, we have like more. a would you rather for you, Dan, that we oh, need okay. to know. Right. Like we have, can, I have like can... two in my head for you. All right, I'll, I'll turn the mic over. It's an over. OGL I don't, I don't... like competition, so we need to know. All right, I don't mind being on the other side of the mic there. Um, if you could send a message back to like yourself when you were a first year student at Western New England, like any sort of advice message, inspiring message, what would it be? Alyssa, you're up first when you're ready. Every time, like, I don't know what to say, Dan, you call on me, but- um... You're gonna do, you've been doing great every time. You've you've answered the call every time. I have no doubt you're gonna do it again now. All right, so what advice for me 11 years ago? Uh, I think I would tell myself that um, it's all going to work out. Um, you know, there's going to be some roller coaster of emotions or roller coaster things that happen and obstacles, but you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. And maybe it seems really big in that moment, but everything is going to pass. And, um, so I think it's just stepping out of your comfort zone and going for, you know, what you want at the end of the day, because what's the worst thing that it could be a no, and that's okay. And you learn from it. And so I think just being more confident in myself and, you know, my grades weren't the best my freshman year. I'll admit that not everybody isn't perfect. And so I think I would tell myself too, like maybe study a little harder and, you know, because it did offset some of the things that I wanted to do. And so, um, you know, just step out of your comfort zone, study hard and just, you know, do what you're doing. Cause at the end of the day, it's going to pay off. Love it. Anthony, what about for you? So I, w- I would say like, you know, just, I would have told myself freshman year to like, you know, try and get out of my comfort zone more, kind of like what Alyssa said, like, I was a pretty quiet kid, so I wish I did, like, experience that more, like, talk to more people, um, but honestly, like, again, like, Alyssa kind of, kind of stole this here, but I would just, I was, I would just say, like, just, like, just roll with it, like, everything happens for a reason, um, like, I wish I could, could go, could go back and, like, do certain things different, or I wish certain things happen in a different way, but like everything that was negative or everything bad that happened, like even beyond like these four years in college have led me to this point. Like if one, even like if a bad thing happened, but it ended up being good, 
like I maybe not would be where I where I am right now. So I think just like that everything happens for a reason, like it may hurt, like for a little bit, but that like you're on your path to like being like your true person. So that's where I'm at right now. And we're just going to keep living like that. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Mia, pressure's on. Those are two great answers right there. Okay. Well, I think I would tell 18 year old Mia that you are stronger and better than you think you are. Um, I was a three sport varsity athlete for four years in high school, horrible student. Um, And now I play no sports and my grades are the best they've ever been in my life. And I didn't think it was ever possible. So I think I would just tell myself to keep working hard. You're going to get there eventually. Just it's okay. And also to tell myself, it's okay to not know what the heck you're going to do with your life when you're 18 years old. Cause that almost in less than a month, I'll be 22 years old. And I somewhat know what I want to do, but at 18, that pressure is oh so crazy to know what you have to do. And it's changed, I think, 15 times. So I think I would tell myself, just relax, girlfriend, take a step back. <laughs> you don't need to know what's going on, but that she is stronger than she ever thought she would be. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. And apparently I'm going to turn the mic over. All right. They, they have to, there's a couple questions for the interviewer here. So have, have at it. Have at it. Well, I'm going to let Anthony ask the muffin question. I'll have Mia ask her famous one that if you get the wrong answer, Mia, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Text it to me. Okay. (laughs) I'll let Anthony start with the, this has been a debate all summer long. So, I mean, this could make or break it, Dan, with some of the OGLs for you. All right. Let's hear it. I feel in the heat. All right. Yeah. Like Alyssa said, this was pretty, uh, I don't know, this was like our group motto for a long time. But so if you could be, if you could be any muffin, or no, was it was it that one or which? No, that or one. Which, yeah, you're right. Okay, if you could be you could any muffin, both. You could buy us both. which would it be? If I could be a muffin, what would it be? Yeah. Um, I love the 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 coffee the uh, coffee like cake, the cinnamon coffee cake muffin. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm okay. gonna go with. A little bit of sweet, a little bit of spice, good combination. All right, that's a solid answer, Dan. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, Dan. This will determine if we're friends forever or not. Okay. Chipotle or Moe's? Neither. Oh, damn. Neither. I don't I don't do I don't do much for fast food. We can still be friends because you didn't pick Moe's. Yeah, to be honest with you, I've had Moe's once in my life, probably 15 years ago, and I've never had Chipotle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So neither. I I prefer my wife cooks really well. And so I'd prefer that. And I love to, um, and I don't get to do this very often because I make a mess of everything, but I love to explore in the kitchen and just put stuff together. And I like to eat. So I avoid fast food and anything I can make in the house, I'll do. So I apologize. I can't answer that one. I'll say right. if you it, didn't answer wrong. So if it yeah, keeps us in the, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, there we go. Good. And Alyssa, did you have one as well or no? Yeah, I mean, I think I have like two questions for you. These are more like serious questions, but what did you learn from your standpoint of where you sit? Because you work with so many different groups and leadership. So what did you learn pandemic, post-pandemic? Well, we're still in the pandemic, but what did you take away from that? And what advice would you give maybe student leaders or students who, you know, are working through this? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, for me personally, it was you know, for 10 year, 11 years of my life, uh, I've been doing 
empowerment, leadership, team building through adventure activities. And that suddenly um, there was the potential for that to not happen right in, in March when, you know, we didn't know how this thing was going to turn out. So, um, you know, I think every one of you have kind of, has kind of touched on what I'm about to say, but there's a solution, right. And um, you know, we're fortunate enough. And I've said this to multiple people on um, whether it be on, you know, the podcasts that we've been doing or just in conversations, like, you know, I'm blessed enough to not be one of those people that like the out in the healthcare field, right? We're not out at hospitals working seven days straight with a little break and then going back to do it again. Like, so we had a diff- little bit of a different choice and it wasn't necessarily life or death. Um, you know, so for us, I looked at it and I, I'm proud of Empower as an organization. We looked at it as this is this, there, there's this challenge in front of us. And, um, you know, there's people who, creatively problem solve they work together they communicate they try things they, they're not a, not afraid of failing and those types of people will generally find some route through the challenge over the challenge around the challenge under the challenge whatever it might be and then there's the people that um when that challenge hits they turn and walk or run away from it and um you know, I'm a believer that the people that have the courage to make decision number one, which is try, <laughs> um, are the people that will, li- you know, I think Anthony said it, like be the best uh, of, of Anthony. And like, you know, you know, that was our, our, our concept was, like, all right, this is in front of us and we can complain about it. It's not going to change a damn thing. So what are, what are some solutions? What are some ideas? What are we going to try? And, you know, that, that would be the biggest learning experience. And that would be the biggest advice um, I would share with anybody. Um, I can't wait. I love working with middle schoolers. Um, There's, there's, there's sponges. Right. And um, that's one of the things like when we do, you know, the pipeline activity with like rolling golf balls, which is a very common one or the, the hide the pen activity. You know, I think Mia, you, were you the pen wearer once? Okay. So you're in, you're in elite class right there. That's, that's, you're in a, you're in a small uh, fraternity and, and sorority of people to get to wear the pen, but like doing an activity like that, where there's so much frustration, there's so much of a desire to quit, to walk away from it, to fake it and to pretend that they found it or to make fun of somebody else because you need to feel better because you, you haven't found it. And neither has that person um, to learn how to coach themselves through the, those negative things, those things that, that are in the way and to have, you know, the reward of, finding the the pen right it's such a it's an insignificant object and um to see people's faces when they when they the the light goes off like if they just work through this if you try to find a way around it the reward is absolutely worth it and that's um i think with these challenges there's so much crap that's out of our control right And, and you all touched on that throughout the conversation so kind of push that stuff aside do what you're supposed to do and really hone in on Hey, what the heck do I control right now? And how do I make the most out of it? How was that? Oh, that was perfect. Thanks. All we right. appreciate it. What about your second one? Well, it was, that was like two and one. All right, it was two. Okay, so. great. Yeah, did I pass, I pass the test? Did I do it? Yeah, no, All definitely right, great answer, Dan. <laughs> um, and, the, and so I did lie. There's one more for you and, um, and then we'll wrap things up right here. But again, this is Alyssa, Mia and Anthony from Western New England University. They're um, doing some great stuff up there and handled a really, really, really difficult situation 
in the realm of student activities and student success and orientation and just life on a college campus, just handled these situations extremely well and are doing some great things. And, you know, looking forward to hearing all the great things that you're going to do in semester number two when that starts. Um, what's a bit of advice from you um, to students who are going to be starting that back half of the journey where there's still going to be a hell of a lot of unknown and, um, but there's going to be business to take care of as well. Um, you know, just a, a parting, you know, bit of inspiration or wisdom from you all um, after, you know, having this, I don't know, eight, nine months under your belt dealing with this tough situation. And Anthony, we'll start with you. I think like for just for anyone, like through, um, it could be anything in life. Like it doesn't have to be with school. It could be anything right now, but um, just remembering like that ultimate like goal in your head that, you kind of like, why are you in school? Like kind of like why are you here right now is, you know, to graduate with that degree. Um, and if your major goal like Mia is to be, you know, a Dean of a college, you know, so like it might suck right now. And like, it's gonna be tough, especially second semester. Like it's our last year in college, um, but just working through it and working hard in order to like achieve that goal that you've always wanted to do. So just reminding yourself of that. Love it. Love it. Mia. Um, I would say the sappiest thing that every freshman gets told at college is that this happens so fast. I remember summer orientation so vividly and I'm about to be a second semester senior and it's horrifying that this year has gone by. These years have gone by and I didn't think it would happen so fast. So I would definitely say that even though we're in this scary, dark time, if you can make the best of a situation, do it. Try your hardest because college is so important to building yourself as a person. You need to be as positive as you can be. And it's so challenging at sometimes. But if you do it, you're going to make the best out of these four years that go by with what feels like a week. Um, so definitely be positive and use this experience to your advantage. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Two for two. Alyssa, keep the streak going right here. Oh, no pressure. Uh, I think to utilize your resources and utilizing the people around you because they're there for a reason. And so there's so much support and so many people that you can lean on. So I think for me, the advice that I would give is that there are so many tools and opportunities and, you know, take that leap of faith, take that step and utilize it. And, you know, it's there for you for a reason. So you might as well use it um, to your advantage. So at the end of the day, it's what you make of it. And like Mia said, and Anthony, remembering your why and why you started. And so utilizing those people around you to help you get the best experience or best outcome that you possibly will want. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm going to give you a little uh, golf clap right here for a job. Very well done. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Alyssa, Mia, and Anthony from Western New England University. They lead with Empower. Absolutely hammered it. Crushed it out of the park. Thank you all so much for, for doing this and for taking time out of your... I know it's a busy time of year, a stressful time of year. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed your time on here as well. And to our listeners, you heard from a, from a few up and comers. All right. The, some great advice about pushing yourself, challenging yourself. I think asking for help when you're in that position to, to need the help. And then also, um, I think it's a, a great leadership quality to, um, you know, maybe offer help when someone might not be asking for it, but you might get a sense that they could use some, I think the more we can do that with each other, the easier it will be to get through whatever challenges 
are thrown our way the rest of 2020 and then into 2021. Hopefully uh, far fewer in 21 than we had this year. So thank you again, Alyssa, Anthony, Nia, they lead with Empower. Hope you all have a great holiday. Hope, you, hope you're safe. And I look forward to seeing everybody uh, uh, you know, come uh, second semester. So thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in. We'll check you out next time. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.